0: All three devices.
1: Let's go. Wow. Welcome Welcome back, back, guys. It just Just got got real. Real. This
0: is Taylor. And this is Alina. And today... Oh my gosh. Today's topic... I'm actually really, really excited about it. Um, Just because I'm really going through it right now. I think it's actually
1: really quick footnote I feel like a lot of the topics we talk about are things that we've gone through and processed and I feel like a lot of the topics that we have this year are things that we went through last year so I like that this is something that
0: it's currently you're in like dealing with right day. now yeah which by the way guys the topic is the importance of setting boundaries. And I know we've done a topic similar to this when we first started our podcast, but you know this morning when I was kind of getting ready, I was thinking about how yeah, we had that conversation. However, I don't think I actually have put any of the things that we were giving advice on into action. Mm-hmm. And this time around, you know, I want to have this intentional conversation surrounding boundaries with your friends. Especially when it comes to worrying about like your own mental health and making sure that when it does take a physical toll or an emotional toll that you are proactive as to how you set your boundaries, even though it is hard. And I'm like still trying to process how to have these conversations with my friends. But regardless, like I'm super excited to have this conversation and hopefully you guys can take something away from it.
1: I also think with setting boundaries, like kind of we touched on this before we were recording how people think that if you're acting a certain way or if you're setting a boundary that it's because they did something or you're mad at them and and people can take that personally and it's hard to not get frustrated sometimes when somebody acts that way so I think for both parties like if someone does act that way if you are setting boundaries it can be good to remind someone that like this is I'm doing this for me I'm preserving my mental health right now, it's nothing against you. And if somebody in your life is trying to set a boundary, I think it's also good to take note in the back of your head that, like, okay, it doesn't mean that they don't want to be my friend or it doesn't mean that they're mad at me or whatever. It's just kind of like a check, like, hey, they need this space. I'm their friend. I'm going to give it to them. Correct. Like try not to take everything so personally. I think with that. Yes.
0: I think that's like one of the biggest takeaways is learning not to take things so personally when people are either setting boundaries with you or even like you setting boundaries with others. Because sometimes I feel like we take things personally in that sense because we get into our heads of like, well, shit, am I being a shitty friend? Mm-hmm. And then we start to like beat up on ourselves because of it. And I think that that's like ongoing mind game sometimes when you're, when you're having to set boundaries with your friends specifically. I think that's something you probably
1: struggle with too, which is why you probably put off setting boundaries because you don't want to hurt someone you care about. Yeah. And I think it really is good though. Some like when we got into our fight and you were like, <laughs> I just need a minute. Yeah. Like I need a To think about, like, figure out what it is exactly I'm feeling and then we'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as much as maybe I wanted to text her 30 times, I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm going to give her her space.
0: Yeah, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> so basically why, why we decided to you know talk about this, I'll give you guys a little bit of background info as to what's going on in my life right now. I think for the past two years, ever since COVID, I've done such a well job at figuring out my emotions and figuring out other people's emotions. And I'm also the kind of friend that like gives you very direct advice. I think I have a really good communication style when it comes to giving people Advice and like I I care a lot about the people that are in my circle. And in December of this past year, we were actually at my birthday dinner, and the common theme between all of my friends was that I was basically the therapist of my friend group. We had to go
1: in a circle, and everyone had to say what their favorite thing was about Alina. And I think 90% of the people said that she was their therapist. Yeah. So And (laughs) if it wasn't that, it was about how... You just take people for what they are.
0: Yeah, so that dinner was definitely a little bit eye-opening. And I love, again, I love all of my friends. I appreciate them so much. If you're close to me, it's because there's something about you that I genuinely value. Um. So this is never like an attack on any of my friends. But basically what had happened was my one of my best friends, Manny, he was talking to his mom. And he was like, yeah, you know, her birthday dinner was so fun. Like I met all her friends and everyone's so sweet. And he was like, you know... Alina is basically the girl that all of us go to when we need advice. And um, she's the one that gives us really good advice and is always going to be honest. And the mom, which love her, never met her, but I love her. She was like, you know, make sure that you actually check in on her more often uh, because usually that's the person that needs to be checked in on mm-hmm. because people are constantly dumping all of their problems onto one human being that it can be so heavy and so lonely and at some point you just going through things too yeah and she's like you know she's like just make sure sad. that yeah she's like make sure that you're checking in on her and that she's okay and obviously he's one of my best friends and he's like yo dude are you okay like I just want to make sure that you're good like what's what's going on and I didn't realize until he told me about that conversation with his mom, how heavy everything actually did feel. Taylor, it's okay. (laughs) You look like you're about to cry. It makes me sad. (laughs) No, no, no. It's okay. Look, I I think I have a very strong, um, emotional capacity, but again, like I'm not superhuman. I don't think anyone in this world is superhuman. Everyone has a breaking point. And when he brought up that conversation, I just kind of like started to think I'm like, holy shit. Am I okay? Like, I feel like a lot of people come to me for different things. And ever since then, this new year, I, you know, I decided to just stop drinking. And I think when I stopped drinking, all of the fog kind of went away and I started to think more clearly. And I wanted to really be intentional with my friendships and with the conversations that I'm having with my friends. And one of those conversations is, Hey, like I can't hold space for you right now because I'm going through something myself and I still don't know how to Say those words. And it's very hard for me to say those words because I genuinely care so much about my friends. And if they're going through something, like I want to be there, I want to give the advice. But I think the most important thing for me is understanding that I can't be the person that they go to for everything. And that's okay. They now need to be a little bit more selective with the information that they come to me for because if not, it's going to take an emotional, physical, and mental toll on my health.
1: Well, one thing to note. Also, I, I'm i thinking back to, like, one of those Taylor comments where, like, the delivery wasn't there on your birthday dinner. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, it seems like everyone at the table needs to get a therapist. <laughs> and everyone was like, what? And I didn't mean it, like. But, yeah. But,
0: like, yeah. But. <laughs> Which was, is funny because I tell all my friends, I'm like do you go to therapy? Do you have a therapist? No, I don't really think I need to. And if
1: they heard the conversation on the phone, they'd probably be like, ooh. But one thing with how you said you have a like a wide emotional capacity, it's like I think that – I don't even know how to phrase this. I think you have emotional capacity in the way that you've dealt with a lot your whole life, so you know how to hold on to a lot. Yeah. But I also think that you feel things deeper than most people
0: Yeah. So, like,
1: it's kind of like a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. because, like, you can keep piling things on because you can handle it. Yeah. But you also feel it deeper than most other people would at the same time Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of feel like you're drowning at some point.
0: Girl. Drowning is like the perfect word on how that felt. And again, like it's, like I got, I never want my friends to think that like I'm being selfish or that I don't want to listen to them and all that fun stuff. But you know, you were saying earlier how you know you expect the same in return, and I don't think that I've done enough of a job for myself to be like, okay, well now it's my turn to like talk about what I'm feeling and to talk about the things that I need to get off my chest, and that's something that I personally have to work on you know, having that conversation with my friends of like, okay, like first it's you, we'll we'll focus on you for the first 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and then we'll have a little break. And then we focus on me for the next 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. And I think that's so important because especially when for so long, and I think a lot of your relationships, people think that you're just the strong one, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you don't take that space for yourself. And I think it's so important for everyone to, if you have something on your mind or like that you need to get off and you need to talk to someone and you need the floor, just be like, okay, I need to take space for myself for a second to like, I need, like I need the floor. Mm-hmm. And I think um something that we kind of do that's similar that I'm only noticing right now, like the pattern that we similarly have is that, we struggle saying no to the people we care about in different ways. Whereas yours is like taking on people's problems Mm -hmm. and it's hard for you to say no to that. Whereas mine is like when people ask for help to do something, even if I have 80 things on my schedule to do, I say yes if it's someone I care about. Yeah. And I think it's ironic a little bit because – how, for many, you, how many times
0: have I told you to, to like, say
1: no? I know, I know. And I think for me, it's so hard for me to ask for help that I feel like when somebody is asking me for help, it could have taken so much for them to get to that point where they need help, Where. In most cases, it's a lot easier for people to ask for help. So I don't want to be the person to say no, because I know if I were to ask for help and be told no, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm never asking like help from this person again. And the same thing is for you. Like, it's hard for you to. It's hard
0: for me to be like, no.
1: And, and, but it's hard for you too, to like say, okay, I need the floor right now because I need to open up about this. And it's no longer about your problems. It needs to be about mine in this moment. And f- like, it's hard for you to do that. So maybe somewhere in the back of your head, it's like, you mm-hmm. don't want to say no to someone who needs that as well.
0: Correct. I think a, a lot of my friends have actually kind of caught on to me setting that unspoken boundary lately. Like I have one guy friend who um, keeps FaceTiming me and I love him to death, but he keeps FaceTiming me because he wants to talk about his girl problems. And I'm just like, I keep telling you to have you know a conversation <laughs> with the girl and you're not doing it. And now you guys are just playing this whole runaround game. So I'm gonna stop answering your phone calls because now I feel like you're literally just dumping information on me, but you're not willing to change Your circumstances when you have the power to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's like one example. I have another friend who all she talks about is her fling. Mid conversation, when I know he's about to be brought up, I literally start to lose interest and I just like start looking around or like I'll shift my body. And like, she, I know she's very smart and I love her so much, but I'm like, I can't keep having, you know, these conversations that are doing absolutely nothing for me anymore. I think
1: too in situations like that when people keep bringing up the same thing sometimes i'm like okay are you actually looking for advice
0: or Or are you you looking for
1: validation because you know what you're doing isn't it yeah and you're not doing what you should be doing so you're waiting for me to be like oh yeah that's fine like you want reassurance Mm -hmm. so you keep bringing up the same damn thing and they're not
0: getting the reassurance yeah i never thought of it that way actually Mm -hmm. i thought about that sometimes yeah, and like even my other friend, my friend Ashley, like she it was funny because recently she said, "I know better than to go to you for like boyfriend problems." She's like, "I I have a, another friend that I go to specifically for that because I know I don't listen to you mm-hmm. and I know you're going to get annoyed by it." And so, having that friend that like is self-aware to that extent where she's like, "I'm not doing anything to change anything about the situation." However, I still want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I know better than to go to you. I can go to someone else. And I think maybe that's a conversation that like needs to be had is having different people for different things that way not everyone is dumping everything on one single person. Yeah. And there's that's so
1: true. There's different people for different things because I know like Alina's a tough love person. So I know like okay, If I'm in a situation, I'm like, hmm, was I just a shithead? I'll call Alina because I'm like, okay, she's going to check me if it was (laughs) messed up. And then sometimes I think I'm a shithead and I wasn't. And she was like, get out of your own way. Like, you're overthinking. Like, you're fine. I'm like, okay. So there are certain – but, like, if I know I'm a shithead and I just want somebody to tell me it's okay, I won't always go to Alina. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not going to be the one that like tells no, her no, that. No, says you got to figure your shit out. That was fucked up. And I'd be like, okay, oh shit. Okay. You're like, Right now? <laughs> I hate you.
0: <laughs> it's so true, though. I know. Um, one I other thing,
1: it. too, is to identify, like, who your friends are and, and how they communicate. Because we all do have different communication styles. Yes. And I think one thing that we've had to that. learn with each other is, like knowing when to not take things personally, even if like it comes off like with like when you like are dealing with too much and then you'll have an outburst like identifying like, okay, I'm not going to take this personally because it. I know that that outburst didn't just come from that one single moment.
0: Yeah. It was just a pent up. Yeah. Build up thing of emotions. Yeah.
1: And it's like, yeah, it might it, it could have been wrong or not the time or the place, but I also have to take into account okay that what led up to that. Like I think people hold on to situations, I think, mm-hmm. or like something that happened one time yeah. and it's hard for people to let go of those things, but it's like also I don't know, just having grace and friendships like cuz we're all so different and we all communicate so different and it's takes practice like trying to learn how to navigate through a bunch of different personalities in one group. And like when people communicate so differently, there's going to be barriers where like you and I, we butt heads because we communicate differently (laughs) and we react differently. Yes. So it's like learning to identify when each person's doing what and like how we talk about that. And I think we're good because we will get to that point, but we always like – Whatever, sleep on it. Next day, we yeah. address it. But besides that practice. One, besides
0: that one time where I just straight up ignored Taylor for like a month and a half. I know. But we'll get to that
1: later. Oh, I know. And after a couple of weeks, I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you
0: You're like, yet? is time up yet?
1: Hello? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but... In the notes that I have, I quoted a text Alina had sent me yesterday, and she texted me, I'm going through this phase of having to set really strict boundaries with friends and them dumping their problems on me because it's not good for me emotionally, mentally, or physically. And it's kind of a challenge for me since I haven't told people that I can't hold that space for them the past two years. LOL try to make it a little lighthearted. I did.
0: I was like, let me throw an LOL in there.
1: Um, And the reason that stood out to me when I was thinking like about it was like, I think the way people choose to describe things, like she could have described that as, oh, people always come to me for advice. It's kind of a lot for me right now. But the way that she used, like, there's feeling in words and it felt so heavy when she was when you said people are dumping their problems on me, I really, I was like, ooh, like yeah. I felt that. Like I can feel the weight that you're holding onto from everybody else's problems. And I know it's a lot for you. So I think that you identifying that, mm-hmm. even if you didn't say like, I'm drowning. Yeah. The, the that, words basically, you use that basically said everything like, that Yeah, you had to Like know. a cry for help, Yeah. So that really stood out to me. Um, And then also I quoted one of your texts saying, I distanced myself a lot from people when I stopped drinking. And I was like, that's a red flag.
0: (laughs) 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 That's a red flag. Yeah, so kind of like what I mentioned earlier was I decided uh, this year to just Really pull back on the drinking. I, for those of you that don't know, I actually work in hospitality. So I'm surrounded by restaurants, nightlife, all of this fun stuff all of the time. You know, it's a part of one, my business. And then two, it's also a side hustle thing that I do. So when you put all of that into on top of it, going out, um, on a daily basis. And then there's just like all this alcohol involved. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure yet if I was trying to escape something, if I was actually going out to have fun, like I'm still trying to work through that, um, that like process. But the point is, is that, you know, once I took that step back, I kind of realized like, wow, the mental clarity is like there. And I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know which friendships are there because of the alcohol and which friendships are there for actual genuine relationships. And I think that's, 1000% 1000% a red flag. Like I, I feel like I really have to think through that and kind of reevaluate who it is that I spend the majority of my time with. And you know, I still been going out, I'm out and I'm having fun and I don't need to do the alcohol and they understand that like I'm not drinking and they support me and I'm not an alcoholic by any means. However, I really wanted to take this seriously. And I felt like 90 days of no alcohol was like that is the starter. And if I ever want to go back to it after those 90 days, I can. However, I also have the power to be like, no, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But we're going to do a whole episode on dry January. So I don't want to get super, super into that. I just do think that that was interesting that you pointed that out. Yeah.
1: And I think it, it stands out to me because I went through something similar and I'm at a point now where like I, everybody has their going out friends who like, you know, like once Thursday, Friday, Saturday rolls around, then you start getting texts and I'm at a point now where I don't have any going out friends anymore. Like when I, I kind of went through something similar to what you're doing now. And after I kind of took a step back from like really going out a lot and alcohol and stuff like that, I didn't see a need to keep certain relationships in my life. There wasn't really a value in them. And I felt like certain relationships, I could only have fun with certain people or only these certain people only thought I was fun when we were out or if we were drinking. Yep. And uh, it was like once I realized that, I kind of just turned the switch off to those people. And I probably could have gone a- about it in a little bit of a better way. But I also felt like a lot of them didn't really notice like they would nag like oh you're no fun anymore like oh you never want to go out anymore and it kind of lasted a few weeks and then after that it the friendships just fizzled out yeah because there was no real like baseline of there's friendship. no substance to yeah. that friendship
0: besides going out and getting fucked up every single weekend and it's like that's not friendship
1: i know and at it, all it's actually so much more i feel so much better now like not getting a bunch of texts from a bunch of random people to like go out on the weekend. I like my circle small. I like that. I have like my few real friends. Otherwise it's too busy. And it's like, you feel like you're being pulled in different directions and spread too thin. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I value the close relationships I have. And I really don't need new ones. Like not that I don't need new friends. Like if I meet a great person, I'll be your friend, but I don't, I don't need the extraneous people in my yeah, life.
0: I think it's more of a uh, quality versus quantity at mm-hmm. this point in our lives. And uh, honestly, that's definitely a boundary that me and her, me and you have been setting. Um, you definitely started it way earlier than I did, but that's something that I'm trying to practice now is being more mindful with who gets my energy and where my time is being spent and, Honestly, like getting rid of alcohol in general was the biggest factor in me realizing all of those things. And it's, I don't know, it's, again, another topic, but that's yeah. definitely a part of this whole process of setting boundaries mm-hmm. with your friends.
1: Yeah, 100%. And just like the stupid drama that co- is involved with it.
0: Like, I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I do not like who I am 85% of the time when I'm super intoxicated. <laughs> Like, 85% of the time, I'm like, ew. <laughs> also, going back to Alina's text, I think that I I also kind of, not to clarify for you, but like, kind of. No, I like it. I don't think that, too, like, I think a lot of times people coming to advice, coming to you for advice, everything starts to clump together, and it almost becomes triggering Anytime someone wants to vent and anytime someone wants to come to you for advice at the point that you're at, because you're so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So something that you might normally get excited to help someone with, you're not anymore because
0: yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. you're like,
1: oh, here like, it oh, just, here uh, we go. It, like it, it, whatever, like pushes a button. Yeah. And I think that there are people in your life and people who are no longer in your life that it's almost like you would call it coming for advice, but it's almost like they're coming to complain and yes. it's like they want to talk to you about it, but it's like they're talking to you about it almost in a way to kind of like they want to bring you down to where they're at. Yeah. And I think that takes away from the positive conversations mm-hmm. where you love giving advice Yeah. and I know by no means you want to stop giving advice. Like, you love that. You yeah. love getting people energized and getting people excited and helping people with what they're going through.
0: But that all gets clouded when it's like. I just, it feels like it's more complaining above anything else. And like, I think that might be. One of the biggest problems, because I personally don't do complaining, like I hate it. Mm -hmm. The way that I see it is you're either seeking out advice and you're going to actually take the advice, whether it's mine or someone else's, and you're going to do something to change your circumstance, or we're going to keep talking about the same thing 40 different times in 40 different ways. But that's not, that's not advice. That's just you dumping and complaining. And Mm -hmm. I can't do any of that. I can't do anything with that information. So for me, I I think you're 1000% correct. I think that's maybe why I get so aggravated. And like, it genuinely takes a toll on me because all I want to do is help. However, I know I can't help you because you're not going to actually do anything about it.
1: Yeah. And I think too, for the person complaining, it's like, okay, then what now? Yeah. Why are you still complaining about it? What do you, like, if you're
0: not going to do anything, then. Yeah. Sorry. And it's, it's. Oh my God, it sucks that like, I have to like start doing this, but like, I have to basically start asking people, are you, do you want advice or do you want to complain? Which one is it? And I guess it's kind of like the same conversation when like people are in relationships, you know, you go to your partner and you're like, sometimes I want you to just listen. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I want you to actually give me advice. Which one is it? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to save me time and energy and then also I know how to move forward. Like, do I actually have the space to hold for you for this? Or do I need to be like, I'm sorry, but can we talk about this another day? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I think that that needs to be normalized.
1: 100%. And that, that's something I kind of learned with my younger sister. Um, Cause she's the sweetest person ever. <laughs> Our communication styles are completely different. And for me, like mine, I'm really am a soft and sensitive person. It's just like my delivery comes off um because I'm blunt. Like I don't always think things when they come out of my mouth. <laughs> and I'm super protective of her. So when she's doing something that I don't agree with, or I'm like, oh my god, what is she doing right now? Or she's going through something, I kind of lay it on thick and And I I learned with her, like, okay, I'm like, okay, do you need somebody to listen and, like, give you a hug? Or do you want my advice? And I have to go into the conversation, like, every single time like that. Because sometimes she really does want my advice, and that's Mm -hmm. why she's coming to me. But other times she's just coming to me as a sister, and she wants comfort. So it's so important to identify that. And you won't always know. So I think asking is,
0: like, a great... It's good for both parties yeah. at that point because then you figure out, like, huh, what what am I doing? Like, what is the intention behind this entire conversation in general?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that you brought that up. And we're also not saying, like, you can never complain or whatever. We make fun of ourselves all the time. Or we'll, like, I... I complain about, like, the people in the airplane. Oh, my God. Like, I'm a very sensory person. I have SPD, so, like, my sensory inputs are crazy. And I feel like, like, sounds feel like feelings for me. So when I'm on the plane and there's, like, a man sucking his fingers, eating his salt and vinegar chips, and a woman's like, screaming voice memos. This and, happened to her like, yesterday. Yes, this happened to me. You can feel me reliving it. She's talking into her voice memo like this. Oh. No, she's taught. It has to keep re-recording it, and I'm like, dear fricking lord, if this woman doesn't, I'm about to throw her Samsung Galaxy out the airplane. <laughs> so like, in the- I feel like I complain a lot about censoring things, but I'm not doing it in a way to like, <laughs> like hate my life. I'm, yeah, I'm like almost making fun of myself as it's happening. Yeah. So there's like. I don't know. It's like I feel yeah, like Yeah, no, I agree. There's we're, a line. We're, we're
0: not saying you're not allowed to yeah. complain. Obviously, you are. Um, you're entitled to feel how you feel, you're entitled to say what you want to say, whatever. I think it's just different when you're looking for Bell. quote unquote advice. Yeah or you think you're looking for quote-unquote advice when really all you want to do is complain complain, or if you're not going to do anything about it over and over and over. Like, you can't,
1: like, stop. If you're not going to do anything about it, stop effing
0: complaining. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the moral of that.
1: Yeah. You just have to live with it at
0: that point. Yeah. You either do something to change your circumstance or you're just going to, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, sis.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's a, a big reason... Looking back at our friendship now, why we've gotten along so well. Because me and you are not complainers. Yes. And if something fucked up happens, we just always rolled with we it. We roll with the punches. We figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. That's literally how the podcast started. Yeah. Because a bunch of shit went, didn't work out. And we were like, we'll just do it anyway.
0: Yeah. Look at us now. For So for anyone that's like the friend that like everyone goes to, you know, taking that time to step away – And recharge, I think, is super, super important. And I hope that, like, I can encourage someone that maybe is the therapist in the friend group to do the same thing. And, you know, I think another thing that's super important for myself is as much as I want to help people, I cannot fix everyone. Like, I just can't. I can do my very best to help people in their healing journey. I can give advice where people are going to actually take it and execute it. However, I need to remember at the end of the day to give myself grace because everyone has their own timeline. Everyone has their own journey. Everyone is different. Their experience is different. And I need to personally remember that because Mm -hmm. Not everyone is like me where I want to be intentional with everything that I do, especially when it comes to healing. And I can do my part and you know give people advice, but <clears throat> what they do with that advice is literally out of my hands. And I think that I've put so much pressure on myself that it's like I just want to fucking shake people sometimes and be like, what are you doing? But it's not my job to do that. I think okay. an
1: activity that could actually help you with that Is like if you literally had a jar, and like if you're whatever, there's somebody and they have this problem and you're trying to solve it for them, write it down and then put it in the jar, and you're like, okay, I physically now I don't have to deal with that anymore.
0: Hmm, That's interesting.
1: I for me, writing it down, I know writing it down helps you. Oh my god, it helps me too. And sometimes, like, physically doing something, like physically putting that person's problem in on paper and then putting it in the jar and like putting it away. It's yeah. like, okay, now you could take that
0: off of you. Yeah, that's interesting. I kind of like that.
1: Another thing, point to that, that I thought of while you were talking was you know it's a problem when helping someone starts to change who you are or when like... Giving people advice, like when it starts to directly affect you and it's changing you and not in a good way, you know that you need to set a boundary. Yeah, And I think for both of us, we, when we're overwhelmed or when something's too much, we react differently where like you'll bust. And if you find yourself like checking out or like about to go off, like there's, then you, then it becomes a problem for you. Like, yeah. helping someone should make you feel good. Yeah, And, you know, sometimes... It shouldn't cause turbulence yes. inside of you. And, you know, sometimes the conversation might be a little draining, but, like, it energizes you when someone takes the advice or when you know that you've helped someone. But when helping someone is starting to directly impact how you're living your life, mm-hmm. then that's a problem. Yeah. And I know for you, you start to shut down and then you're like tapping your fingers like, are they going to shut the fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) And I know you need to be heard. And then that's when you'll pop and people are like, where did that come from? Yeah. And for me, I, it's like when it's like it, and it doesn't have to even be the person who's doing it. But like, if let's say this, these two people are overwhelming me and I'm going through a lot, then I just shut down And cut off everyone. And that's, like, not helping me. That's hurting. Like, it's harming. Like, when you get to the point of where, like, helping someone harms you, then you need to set boundaries. Yeah. No, Because then
0: you need to help yourself. I think it's important, too, to, like, look at your style of shutting down, basically, when stuff like that does happen. That way you know, like, oh, shit, like, it's coming. Mm -hmm. Like, let me do something about it before it exceeds to this drastic reaction that it doesn't even need to come to that. Um, Which is interesting because I kind of like thought about that the other day. I'm like, I've noticed a lot of my friends lately are like making certain comments of, well, you just, I feel like you just really like to be reserved. And I just feel like, you know, you like to keep your things private And I know you like your space and I know you like your alone time. And those are all valid points because I do like my space. I do like my alone time. I do like think certain things private until I'm ready to talk about it. But I think for me, what you said earlier, I don't know if you said it on the podcast or not, was... I expect for people to so in the way that I ch- this is what I've noticed. I I check in on people randomly because I feel their energy and I feel like they're going through something and I didn't realize that that's what I want people to do for me. That's how I show up for my friends is by hey, are you okay? Just wanted to like make sure you're good. I know you're going through a lot. Like is there anything that you need? And it's very rare for me to have my friends do that for me. If anything, they give me a lot of space. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, feels very lonely and secluded. And it feels like, oh, well, I'm always the one to check in on people, but people don't check in on me. And Manny will actually – God, I fucking love Manny. Manny's shit. Manny literally will check in on me and he'll be like, hey, homie, like I haven't seen you post anything. You haven't been active in the group chat. Like, how how are you doing? Are you OK? Like, do you need anything? Wow, I really appreciate that. And so when my friends kind of make these comments of like, well, you like your space and I, and you like this and you you know you're very secluded. I just like was looking at her when she said that comment and I was like, no, I don't. And that was the first time that I'd ever actually vocalized that. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Oh, you don't." And I was like, "No, I don't like that." She was like, "I'll be more proactive of checking in on you
1: sometimes it just takes one conversation, mm-hmm. and it's a really hard conversation to have, and I know that can be a really hard conversation for you to be like, "Hey, yeah, I need you to check in on me, but once you have it, like you'll realize that your real real- like the real relationships will change, yeah. And I also think, too, something I've noticed with you is that, like, when someone is exhausting you, it's not that you don't want to talk. It's, like, you love to talk. You, yeah. and, you and it's even, like, if you want to talk about what you're go- going through, if somebody's, like, emotionally exhausted you from whatever the hell they're talking about, mm-hmm. it's almost like you don't have any more words. Yeah. Because... They took up all the room. So even if you wanted to then share about how you were feeling, it's like you don't have the words to do it anymore.
0: Yeah. Like the energy just isn't there. Yeah.
1: You're just like, you just, you're like, you check out. You're like, okay, I give up. And then you can,
0: and it's like,
1: I think for you, how am I going to word this? You spend it takes a lot of energy for you to try and like get to that point of wanting to talk yeah. and waiting for someone to hear you. Yeah. That takes a lot of energy. So then I feel like at a certain point you're kind of just like, okay, they're not going to ask. Now I'm going to check out and now I can relax a second. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to try anymore. I just don't have words. Yeah. It's like you kind of give up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor is so spot on. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) She's like, yeah, you're done. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I do. I do agree with you. Um, I I noticed like a shift as soon as I like I said something about it where I was like, no, no, I like to be checked in on. And it's like those things I didn't even realize, though, that that's something that I wanted until I start, you know that quote where it's like we're all mirrors for each other. So like what you, the way that you show love and affection to other people is the way that you want people to show it to you. Mm -hmm. I had that in my head and I'm like, holy shit. I do that because I want people to do the same thing for me. And then it was just like this whole like realization of things and I'm just kind of like I need to be more vocal about, you know, certain things when it comes to you know, getting checked in on or having to set a boundary. Like I just need, I need to be more vocal. I'm vocal about everything else. <laughs> so it's like, why is that one thing so hard for me to do? It's
1: ironic. Cause I think people think I'm someone who needs to be checked on in on a lot and you're someone who doesn't when I, and it's like, when I'm going through something, it's like I actually need space and time yeah. ready to talk about me and it. you are
0: literally the opposite. I know, and, and we and we show it to each other in the way that we. Yes,
1: it's so and weird. It's actually, I never made that realization <laughs> yeah. until this moment. I,
0: I made that realization when I was thinking about it. I was like, "Holy shit, Taylor really does need space."
1: That's it was so the weirdest
0: shit ever. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just and then for me, it's like. When I start, whatever, when I go through something, I feel like everybody's like, hello, hello, hello. And, I'm and you're like, like oh, oh my, my God. God, leave me alone. And yeah. That's and I'm the opposite. I go, yes. Yeah. That's so funny. Isn't that wild? Yeah. We're all mirrors, people. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and the way we appear is different, too, because you appear as if you need space. Yeah. And I appear as if, like, I'm like a cry for fucking help.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Opposites really do attract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow, my god! I love when we come
1: to new realization, especially
0: live on the podcast. Ah! <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, interesting. dude. That was that, that, That's a lot to take in. And now we do something with that. Now I know if I feel the urge, I'm like, yeah, she's probably fine.
1: <laughs> and I also know I've learned with you that you don't need space unless you tell unless someone. I'm asking you for it. Yeah, and then that's like, oh, um. I don't know if I said this in the pod or not, but we were talking about it a bit before. And I think that just circling back to why setting boundaries is so important because I think that like, sometimes we need to set a boundary because like everybody gets drained. yeah. But like friendships shouldn't be draining you. They should be energizing you. And I think that, sometimes we need to sit with ourselves and we're like, okay, why is this draining me? Or like, do I need to be alone so I can re-energize myself? Or do I need to be around the people that energize me? And sometimes you just need to take a break from a friend and that's not a bad thing. Like yeah. everybody needs to take breaks. It just means you need to take some personal space for yourself to like yeah, get back to where Your baseline is and you're not always exhausted because it really is like your physical, your mental and your emotional are so related. Yeah. And it you like I know with you when you're going through something like emotionally or mentally, you are always tired,
0: exhausted
1: and it's literally because that's how tired
0: your brain is i woke up at 11 a.m today guys <laughs> i was supposed to be here I at 11 a.m at 10
1: 40 <laughs> she's still on dnd and i'm like hi hey! <laughs> peekaboo
0: <laughs> literally though i was like god damn it i am so exhausted
1: and then i sit by my i literally sit on my phone in the morning sometimes when i want to call her and wait until the dnd is not there anymore <laughs> because i know i'm gonna get the crabby alina just woke up hello <laughs> hi are you awake no. Okay. Um. Do you want to talk now or do you want to call me back when you're up? I'll call you back. Boop.
0: And I'm like... <laughs> Literally just hangs up my mouth. <laughs> it's, it's a problem. I've had it since I was little. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: God. <laughs> it's so funny because like I used to think I wasn't a morning person. Are you kidding me? Because I like to sleep in sometimes. But like my... My mom changed how I looked at that because she was like, it doesn't matter what time you get up. It's the person you are when you wake up.
0: And the Aww, person 17. I am, Hildini.
1: the person I am when I wake up, I'm like, and like my sister, she was lived with me in the summer. Me and Gabby LA. are the same. Oh my God. And I'd be sitting at the table. She'd get up to the walk, to the bathroom and just be like, just because I'm peeing does not give you a reason to talk. And I'm like, okay, Shh. And then she comes out of the bathroom. I'm like, "Okay, ready to talk yet?" <laughs> Dude, you could ask my mom this
0: shit when I lived at home. <laughs> her and my brother were so annoying like, and your mom's so sweet though i could see dude, her my mom being is like hi my baby literally like, not now literally just <laughs> like that but she'd be like super intentional and annoying because oh, she knew it would get to me <laughs> that's hilarious literally take my ass back upstairs well,
1: no i there's been many times where like you are up to and then i'll start to get into a conversation you'd be like i haven't had caffeine yet <laughs> and i'm like oh sips, uh, three sips in her coffee. So,
0: no. (laughs) (laughs) That's so Sidebar, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I actually think that's important, though, to, like, talk about. I feel like people should start listening to their body and those, like, cues from your body whenever you're getting them. Like, the minute that you realize, like, holy shit, like, I'm exhausted and I don't know why, start evaluating everything. Everything and everyone. Be like, oh, well, maybe maybe it's because i've been around this person too much maybe it's because these conversations these conversations are happening too often i think lately too one of the biggest things for me um with my friendships is i don't want to have conversations that have zero substance in them
1: mm-hmm. because
0: they are so stupid like i don't want to keep i don't want to talk about other people people who like have the instinct to just talk shit about others i'm like can we talk about something else yeah
1: i so this is something I've come to realize too is like I love small talk, but I don't like small talk when I'm like in my friendships, if that makes sense. So like I like small talk because it energizes me. So when I'm on the street, I'll be like, hey, how are you? Like I'm that person who will like talk to you in the elevator. If you're there for more than like a floor, a floor, (laughs) we're in a conversation. I like the small talk. But so I do like it in that sense. But like if I'm – sitting at a bar talking to someone or if I'm out with friends, it just seems like a waste of energy to be like, I don't know.
0: So it's like setting boundaries, even with stuff like that, like the types of conversations that I'm having with my friends. I'm like, I don't want to talk about stuff like that. I want to, I want to have intellectual conversations. I want to, you know, talk about healing. I want to talk about like just the things. I don't know what's interesting. I don't, I didn't even realize like
1: until I was out with a group of people, like when I was on vacation that I forgot that that was such a big part of people's conversations until I was out, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how ick it was to just listen to people rag on someone that they barely know. Yeah. And yeah, I just like forgot it was a thing, and it it also made me thankful for like the conversations I do have because we don't waste our time doing that. Yes. But I was like, I literally forgot that, and it's so nice to be surrounded by people who don't take other people down yeah for like i think that and this is something i've found in some of my going out friendships is like some people saw their value as like the information that they had they would talk about other people or like if they knew something about someone they thought that that made them wanted or something and so they would always have tea like their value was spilling tea and i was like this
0: is so toxic yeah just the entire conversation about boundaries. Like you can literally set boundaries with your friends on so many things, whether it's the types of conversations that you're having, um, them complaining, maybe time spent with each other, like all those things, like you're entitled to have boundaries to protect yourself and your energy and your time. I think for me, which I've said multiple times on this podcast, time is the one thing that you do not get back. And I'm not going to waste it moving forward on things that just don't matter. It, it just, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm.
1: And with that, like everybody has a grieving process. And if you go through something, we're not telling you that you can't grieve or be hurt. It's just like, f- feel what you need to feel. But then when it starts enabling you to or like disabling you from li- like living your life then you need that's when you need to check yourself and be like okay i grieved now i need to move on or i dealt with it i felt it i like let the feelings pass through me i let this experience pass through me and now you need to move on like everybody has to everybody goes through things and everybody processes how they go through those things differently and it's i think grieving is so important and Mm -hmm. feeling what you need to feel is so important if not it's just
0: going to come back later on in life
1: but when it starts affecting the who you are and the way you live your life like when it starts to become a habit that's when you need to like nip it in the butt and then move the fuck on yeah because it's easy it's easy to it's like, I don't know. It's like objects in motion stay in motion. Objects in ra- at rest stay at rest. Yeah, baby. So once you stop, it's easy to stay there. The hardest thing is getting yourself back up. But once you get moving again, you're like, oh, okay. I think the one thing that I want to leave this podcast with is. I remembered this my flow. idea, though, before. So do you want me to say that? This? Yeah. Okay. Do it. So earlier, Alina had mentioned, oh, when you realize you're. Um, Doing, like, how everybody has a way where they, like, react, whatever. When you realize you're doing that. But I also think it's important to acknowledge that not all of us know what that is. Not everyone, like, realizes their way of, like, shutting down or coping. Like, after a night out, you do something. And you wake up and you're like, fuck, why'd I do that? Or, like, when you react to something or you ghost someone. I think it's important to identify... Like, what What am I feeling right now? Or what was I feeling in that moment and why? Because then you'll start to realize a pattern of, like, why you're doing that thing. And that's how you can figure out kind of how to stop it. Um, Or you realize when you're getting to that point more, like, that you're going to do that thing. And yeah. Like, you can...
0: Pick up habits. on your, yeah. yeah, pick up on those triggers. Because I thing. think
1: um, that's just a part of, like, self-awareness self and self-awareness. I don't know why that's always a tongue twister for me. And it's not always easy to identify, especially, yeah. I think, uh, for a lot of men. Because I feel like that's where, like, a lot of, like, the toxic masculinity has stemmed from of like men having to be tough that as when they grow into adults, like from when they're little boys, they literally struggle identifying what they're feeling. So a lot of it comes off as toxic or anger um, because they're unable to be like, Oh, I'm feeling this because so-and-so did this or said this. Yeah. So I think it's really important to focus on what you're actually feeling because anger is a secondary emotion Um, And that's something I always remind myself because I think we're both, like, we have a lot of fire in us. (laughs) Yeah, we do. And I know that 90% of the time I'm not acting in anger because I'm angry. Um, Or I'm not vocalizing in anger because I'm angry. It's because that's, like, a defense mechanism almost. And I'm hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you tell me this all the time. Yeah, so identifying when what you're feeling because what you're feeling isn't always the way that you're acting. I guess. So that's what I wanted to say.
0: It might be like a, um, on that note, we're just going to leave you guys with this, which is, it's funny how this popped up. So I think one of the biggest things that I'm going to start giving people advice on is go to therapy as much as I want to play therapist. And as much as any of us want to be the one that gives advice to our friends. Sometimes we don't have all the answers and that's okay. And I think it's important to recognize, which this comes from a sex in the city quote and it's Samantha Jones. And she's like, it's like the blinds leading the blind. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. So we're literally having the same conversations, doing the runaround, not getting any type of improvement. And it's because the majority of us aren't even qualified to be giving advice mm-hmm. to our friends so it's like at, at this point in my life, I'm just going to start telling people, do you have a therapist? Go to therapy. Like, it's that simple. You want to figure out all of these problems. You want to get to the root of the issue. You want to, you know, figure out your patterns, go to therapy. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing.
1: And in most cases, we have the answers ourselves, like why? Why? are you going to have the answer to my problem? You're not. We, I have the answer. Everything
0: we, we know internally deep
1: down. Yes. It's just like, again, going back to self-awareness. And it's like identifying certain things. And when you go to therapy, I know for they me. They literally
0: just help you yes. dissect all of that and let it all come out naturally.
1: I know. And I my favorite therapist,
0: he's back in LA.
1: Sometimes I would say what I said to someone and I, like, if I was pissed off that da-da-da happened, I would say what I said, and he would repeat what I said back to me. And I, I would just, like, be like, what? And then he'd repeat it again, and then all of a sudden it hit me, and I was like, oh. Because, like, sometimes it's just hearing what you're saying said to you for it to click. Yeah. Because when you're always saying it to yourself, or like if you talk to but yourself, you're not actually you're suddenly... listening to yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, yeah, that's how it would click for me sometimes. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And another last thing that I have to piece of advice is to, um, and I think we've talked about this.
0: Yeah.
1: If the way you talk to yourself was a person, talking to you that way like imagine everything that you say to yourself in oh a day God, yeah. if that was a person say following you around saying that shit to you would you want to be their friend or would you not and I think
0: we all should want to be that. our own friend mm-hmm. the things that you say to yourself in your head would you say them to a little kid mm-hmm. which the majority of the time you wouldn't like, why would you ever put down a child like that? Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are we doing that to ourselves in our heads literally all of the time? It just doesn't it's make constant. any sense. Yeah. So
1: just, I think, be kind oh to yourself. God.
0: Yeah. To yourself, to others. Like it's, it's really not that hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It actually, <sighs> well, I guess it is kind of hard yeah. now that I think of it. But I think when you put any type of intention into yeah. the things that you want to do or want to change or, you know, become a better person, it's, it's not impossible. No. It's definitely possible. It's easier
1: to make a habit than break a habit. Know
0: that. So break the shit habits.
1: And once you turn positive things into a habit, you won't even be thinking about it. You won't even realize you make it a habit. Yeah. Until one day you're like put in a situation like where you were when you didn't blow up that one time at <laughs> Evil Eye. And I was waiting. She was telling me a story because I'm like leading up to it in my head. There's no effing way Alina didn't like blow up the whole place. And she would just, whatever. She, like, you said something and you're like, yeah. And then I left and da 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 da. -da, And I was like, you left? Like, you went home?
0: She was like, like, yeah.
1: And I was like, wow. Growth. This is growth.
0: I do remember that.
1: I was floored. Yeah, like that. I was floored because old Alina would have cause a seed. Yeah, for something half of that, like yeah. that was serious growth. All right. all right, you guys. Well, hopefully, you know, this helps. This was a therapeutic episode. It really was. I quite enjoyed it. I needed Me this today. too. My nausea's gone.
0: Love all y'all. Okay. Um. All right. Stay tuned for the next episode next week.
1: This is Taylor. This is Alina. And this is Shit Just Got
0: Real.